right, everybody. Here we are once again. All right. Uh, yeah. Fucking, uh, you know that song, Send in the Clowns? And it, uh, they're already here. We're, we, we are the clowns in this song. I am definitely one of the clowns. Are, are you one of my clown people now? Oh, my God. Evan, when did this happen? Was it because of that eat a bowl of poop, bitch? You know what? It very well might have been. That was that was so formative on my early years. I need you to... Okay, no. Memes aside, I need you to know how fucking formative that was on my, like, early comedy, basically. <laughs> like, the, how, how that fucking defined me and what I thought was funny. Oh, yeah, no, it's always the early things that'll get you. Uh, by the way, uh, welcome to Who's Your Brother? My name's Christian. I'm the older of the brothers. Uh, my name is Evan. I'm the younger of the two brothers. And when uh, I used to, I think we've talked about this before, when I used to drive Evan around, he used to love the little skit by Insane Clown Pussy, where uh, Shaggy told the cop to eat a bowl of poop, bitch. <laughs> you all don't understand. It's the funniest shit. It's the funniest fucking shit, dude. No, it's so goddamn funny. It is. Holy it's- yeah, no, it's it's really absurdist, like, humor, you know? I, I feel like it really fits with uh, the whole internet of it, so they, they really nailed it there. Uh, nailed it there. Oh, absolutely. And for those who don't, so for those who don't know, I, I love absurdist humor. It's it's maybe one of my favorite things. Um, it's it's so great. And just, oh, just this, this man who has a body uh, in the trunk of his car <laughs> telling this cop to go eat a bowl of poop. It's not a body. Uh, that person's alive. Oh yeah, you're, no, no, you're you're absolutely right. You are absolutely correct. Right, the cops uh, like uh, it sounds like you got someone in the trunk there. <laughs> oh, you don't worry God. about that fuckhole. That's my business. Damn it! So it's still funny. It's still funny. Ah, <laughs> uh, the classics never really go out of style. Hey, speaking of classics, do you remember the classic movie Gremlins? Of course, I remember the classic movie Gremlins. It's one of my favorites. Uh, it's one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies. My mom did not like that answer when she asked what my favorite Christmas movies of mine were. Uh, Gremlins, Die Hard, and Black Christmas. But hey. Yeah, but hey, I don't know what you expected. I really don't, uh, honestly. I don't know. I guess I can go sometimes with a, a few more Christmassier movies. Like Scrooge is a, is a good one. Elf's fun. That actually is a good one. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. And, Home, Al- and Home Alone. I, I, love the, I know they're like seriously silly but i love the home alone movies they'll always have a special place in my heart but we're talking about gremlins absolutely and i'd like to talk about the original pitch for gremlins uh what chris columbus originally submitted as uh his holiday movie now there are some uh some the, the movie starts similar uh the dad is going to uh you know, chinatown uh looking for a son for his present a son for his present <laughs> <laughs> looking for a present for his son Yes, yes. He's a businessman, not an inventor, though, so he's a little more bland. Okay. And uh, uh, the guy sells him a mogwai, you know? Just yeah. straight up sells it to him. Uh, and the only rule he gives him is uh, don't let it feel sunlight or it'll kill it. And so then he's on a plane flying back, and he asks uh, an Asian stewardess what the word mogwai means. And she looks all concerned, and she says, devil. And then credits roll. Which I think would have still been, like, a cool intro. Sure. But uh, either way, so then uh, he, uh, his son, uh, Billy, well, it's not Billy, Billy, it's got a different name. I can't remember what the fucking name was. He still works at the bank, but he's like, you're just like typical nerd, you know, he's got big frame glasses and he's, oh, of course, of course, he's got a, a unrequited love for this girl at the bank, but she's uh, dating this security guard who's also just a super dick. They're all like super one dimensional characters. It was, what was that? This was a nineties movie, right? No, this is the eighties. 
Oh, eight. Well, eighties, night. You didn't really need a lot of dimension. They were there. They were. They were yeah. more blank slates to put yourself in the spot of it. Sure, but I feel like the characters in Gremlins eventually did have at least like two and sometimes three dimensions. But yeah, uh, every now and then, yeah. Yeah, but uh, let's see. So um, then uh, Billy goes home though, and his dad gives him the Mogwai, and he's just like like unimpressed with this like random creature he's beginning like whatever. Also, he's like he's into King Arthur. So that's why he like has like swords and stuff. He's like really into it. And, uh, (laughs) apparently the Mogwai, which isn't even named Gizmo in the thing breaks his sword and he considers killing it, but then he does it. and And, uh, he spills water on it and gets wet, you know? And then of course the multiplication happens and they think about like his buddy asks if he can have one and they think about like selling them and stuff. But then when they try to give one to his friend, like the thing starts howling and they, they realize they don't uh, like to be separated and they have like a whole pack mentality. That's different in this movie too. Okay. Okay. So then all that happens and then uh, they go to bed <laughs> and there are no good Mogwai in this. There is no gizmo, the cute lovable one. They're all, they're all shitheads because yeah. after midnight they go kill and eat the family dog. Uh, what? Yeah. And the dad and mom catch catch them eating the family dog and they're all freaked out and they throw them into the the attic. And they're like, okay, well, they're up there for right now, and we'll just, you know, have to deal with them in the morning. Uh, but then... Okay. <laughs> I'm still with you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think, like, once they, like, start eating the dog, maybe you just, like, put them down. Like, I don't know about these things anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like once you you kill and eat the dog, like, that's that's it for me. I'm, I'm, I'm tapping. Right, like, oh, man, maybe these aren't safe pets, seeing as how they <laughs> ate my other one. But no, they decide, they decide that they are going to kill them, but they just throw them in the attic for now, you know, and they'll handle it in the morning. But then when they wake up in the morning, cocoons. Oh, of course, because everything needed a cocoon. Yeah, but instead of just being like, well, let's smash these fucking cocoons, they're like, uh, apparently the dad's like, well, I've got a business trip. I'll be back in a few days and we'll handle this. Uh, s- sir. Sir. Yeah, right? That that seems reasonable. I, I, I don't know if it is. Yeah. I, I, that feels mildly unreasonable, in fact. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like that one could have been fixed with a minor rewrite where, like, they go up and all they see is, like, goo on the floor and just think that the thing's melted because of sunlight. But then as they walk away, like, you see a little goo drop on the floor and you pan up and the uh, cocoons are in the rafters. Sure. So they're like, oh, they're gone, blah, blah, blah. But but either way, that's not what the script said. The script said that they were stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so dude goes on a business trip just like, blah, dee, da, dee, da. Whatever. This thing <clears throat> ate, this <clears throat> killed and ate my dog. This seems like a good time. Right, I'm, yeah. a, I'm an 80s businessman. This is all I know. Right. I've got to go do business stuff. <laughs> and they're in oh, cocoons now. There, there's, no, right? there's no danger there. Uh, shout out to anyone who got that ghost dad. <laughs> right, I was about to say, holy shit. <laughs> right? Like, oh, yeah, I'm not sure it's cool to make the Cosby cuts, man. Uh, yeah, well, Cosby's a terrible person. We all know that. It's right. fine. Still trying to go back on tour. Like, what the fuck, bro? No. Just... You fucking kidding? You serious? Yeah, no, last I heard he was thinking about going back on tour. But we'll talk about that another time. Let me, uh... We, we, we can get back. Yeah, let's put a pin in that one. Okay, so, uh, they're in the cocoons. Uh, yeah. Billy, not Billy, is working at the bank when all of a sudden he gets, like, a call from his mom and she's freaking out, you know, and she's like, you know, uh, they're, they're monsters, blah, 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 and then the phone line goes dead. And so Billy rushes home. No, I'm sorry, the phone line doesn't go. He just rushes home. Yeah. Uh, and, like, as soon as he opens the door, <laughs> 
his mom's decapitated head comes rolling down the stairs and lands at his feet. Um, uh, what? Yeah. Yeah, what? the gremlins decapitated his mom and fucking threw her head down the stairs. Now, um, then the scene would be a lot of like what you saw with his mom in the actual movie, like doing to the gremlins, the microwave, the blender, the beheading with the swords. Well, the beheading with the sword was still him, but all that stuff would still happen. Like, uh, in this movie would just be whatever the Billy character's doing after his mom was decapitated. Did, did they want this movie to be rated R? I think so. Um, wow. Yeah, no, it was insanely violent because there's there's still more. Just you wait. <laughs> oh, no, no, there's more. No, there shouldn't be. There like the decapitation. I feel like we plateaued at the decapitation. Oh, you think that? But we're gonna go. We're gonna go. We're gonna keep going up, buddy. It goes up. Oh no. <laughs> okay. 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 Oh no. So I'm uh, scared now, Christian. I'm scared. <laughs> oh yeah. Be afraid. Embrace the fear because oh, you are you are scared no. for all the right reasons. All right. So um. So then, <laughs> Billy tries to call the cops. The gremlin chokes him with the phone cord. He's, like, chasing the gremlin. And then the YMCA scene happens. Like, they fight into the pool. Uh, the gremlin starts multiplying. And so he tries to go to the sheriff's office. And uh, the sheriff, uh, you know, doesn't believe him. Uh, but says that they'll go check out the YMCA, you know, to prove that nothing's wrong. So they take him there, but they handcuff him in the back seat. And the sheriff goes in, and then he's getting attacked by gremlins. They're, like, you know, clawing at him and eating his fucking face and shit. And dude has to, uh, like, uh, run away. So he goes and he gets, like, uh, his little girlfriend and her boyfriend. And they go hide out at an an antique store that he was, uh, like, hanging out at earlier or whatever, where he gets his swords or whatever, you know, because King Arthur fan, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then daylight hits, and, you know, they realize all the, the gremlins are hiding. You know, nobody's out and about anymore. So they're going and checking out their, their small town, which is completely destroyed. Oh, also, almost forgot. During the chaos of the night, you remember how, like, Corey Feldman was in the original movie as, like, Billy's friend? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, so there's a scene on the first night of chaos where that friend is out caroling uh, with some other kids. <laughs> but he's at the very back. It gets dragged away by gremlins, and then they eat him. Wow, that is <laughs> while the just o- a little dis- uh, wildly disturbing. While, I, I, I while, while the while the other kids are still singing so loud that they can't hear his screams. That is <laughs> really fucked up. Wow, it's <laughs> so fucked up. Yep. Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> so then. <laughs> During the day, uh, the the four survivors go out into the small town and um, they go into a McDonald's and see that all the employees and people there have also been torn apart and eaten. But none of the food has been eaten, just the people. The gremlins only eat people in this movie. It's standing. Yeah. Why not? Let's see. Then, um, uh, then the, the movie theater thing happens. Uh, they still distract him with Snow White. Um, yeah. They're trying to blow up the theaters. Uh, the dude, the boyfriend, like, runs away at some point and gets killed. The old lady from the antique shop also gets killed, you know. Uh, Billy and his little girlfriend run away. They blow up the movie theater, but the sprinklers go off. So, like, some of them are dying, but some of them are just reforming. So, they're getting chased. Uh, 
Well, they're running away in a cop car, and then there's a gremlin in the back seat, and it starts howling, you know, because the whole pack mentality thing that they talked about. So yep. the, the, the rest of the gremlins follow them to a greenhouse, and then uh, the whole big showdown. Dude locks one in a uh, big old uh, toolbox, and he's fighting off the rest of them, but they're surrounded, they're about to be eaten, but then the sun rises and melts them all. Ta-da! Save the day. And then, uh, is. yeah, and then as they're driving away, you know, everything's fine. Billy suddenly realizes, oh, no, I left that one in the toolbox. It's still alive. And then it cuts back to some, like, dude going into the greenhouse and seeing the toolbox, like, rattling around. Like, oh, I don't know what's in there. And so he just tosses it into a lake. Well. End movie. <laughs> that is wildly more disturbing than yeah. the original cut ended up being. Yeah. And no. the original cut already had, like, you know, its own level of disturbing shit. It does. It does. I'm not going to say that the original Gremlins isn't disturbing, but yeah. Uh, Joe Dante and Steven Spielberg took a look at that, and they were like, this has potential, but we're going to do away with all the people eating. <laughs> as, as, <laughs> as right they should have. That is... Oh, that is a lot, man. Y'all. <laughs> yeah. This movie needs less people eating, less dog decap less decapitation, less dog eating. And it also you know what it needs? A weird uh dead dad Santa Claus story. I feel like I feel like that's like the that original cut there. I feel like that's something that like I read in like my high school creative writing class and go all right, clearly we're working through some issues here. We want to step away from the story and talk about it a bit, buddy. Uh, see, <laughs> well, if I read it now, I'd just be like, oh, you just want to know what would happen if the gremlins were evil, like more evil instead well, of like, yeah. mischievous. But yeah, no, this, that's the thing, though. Like, you got to think, like, in the 80s, like, tiny monster movies were kind of a, well, I guess gremlins kind of started the... The tiny monster. Gremlins, Gremlins was kind of the first because Gremlins and Critters came after that, mm. and then I think there was one more that I missed well, that I'm, I can't think of off the top of my head. Chucky's kind of a tiny killer. There was a there was a semi popular thing called Ghoulies, with a little yeah. with the little monsters. I've watched it though; it's bad. But there are four of is them. It? Oh, Leprechaun! There's another tiny killer sort of thing. Yeah, that was more '90s though. He was a uh, he, he came well, out early '90s, but still, still. Yeah. But, uh, the Puppet Master movies, I think, started coming out in the 80s. Those are, like, tiny killer movies. But, yeah, uh, little mini monsters, I guess, became, like, scarier because you never know where they could be hiding. Well, sure. I feel like, so, and Chucky in its own right kind of started the whole thing of the creepy doll sort of, like, um, sort of, like, you know, a uh, shtick to it, I guess, because, oh, um... Nah, there was that, there was a Twilight Zone episode with uh, the creepy doll, so... And I'm sure creepy dolls have like existed in story times since dolls have existed. Because so, as sure. soon as I mean, have you ever seen old school dolls? Those things are all fucking haunted. They are terrifying. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're made with like uh, actual human hair and shit. Like, oh, yeah, that's cool, right? Like, no, no, it is, it is not. What? Why? I promise you, that's not cool. Right. Uh. That is that is sorcery, sir. That thing is alive. It speaks to you in your nightmares. Yeah, uh, shout out to all my fucking, uh, like, uh, late 90s, early 2000s kids out there. Y'all remember uh, Slappy, uh, the doll from uh, Goosebumps? Oh, yeah. There's a cut for you. Mm -hmm, the ventriloquist doll. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when it bit you, you became Slappy. <laughs> or you became, like, another ventriloquist dummy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody becomes dummies. Yeah. <coughs> so, yeah, the original Gremlins was uh, quite quite a thing. It's funny how it went from that to actual Gremlins to Gremlins 2, which is just <laughs> chaos. Fucking uh, chaos. Well, so Gremlins 2 actually has... Um, that it didn't start it, but it has what I call uh, the Gremlins Two Clause. It, it's a whole thing that I made, mm. where for and this happens uh, in a bunch of things. The first one does well enough that the studio comes back and is like, "Hey, make a second one. We don't care what it is. Like it is the game of yes and." Mm -hmm. And so when they do that, like nobody says no at any point. That's like Gremlins Two. If what I understand <clears throat> about it, like how it was made, mm -hmm. like 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 is, is correct then yeah the director was just like i want to do this and everyone said yeah all right i want to do this sounds good and he just kept going and no one said no at any point yeah well um, uh a lot of like what happened with uh, gremlins 2 from what i understand is that like he was like oh i don't want to make one like the gremlins movie is fine by its own they're like but it's money and then he was like i don't care and uh, so eventually they were like, we need to make this movie. He's like, okay, but I'm going to make a silly movie that like makes fun of like you guys and the fact that we're and and the original Gremlins movie. Like he's like, I just want to make like a straight tongue in cheek comedy now, you know, because this shouldn't be made at all. This is just a cash grab. So we're going to make fun of the fact that it is a cash grab. Let's put Hulk Hogan in it. <laughs> oh, Hulk Hogan, you're in that movie, aren't you? He is the fucking the real fucks up in the middle of the movie. It's so silly and meta. I oh, I love that movie. That movie's always gonna have a special place in my heart because of how like insane it is. Just like straight up do not care balls to the wall. Plus it's got um Christopher Lee in it. SF Christopher Lee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um well, because uh, so like you know, Gremlins Two falls under that clause of uh, the yes and. Mm -hmm. I also hold uh, the Star Wars prequels uh, in that sort of thing. One, two, and three. Mm -hmm. Like George Lucas <clears throat> was just doing shit, and everyone just no one said no to him at any point. Yeah, like, no, no one took a second to stop him and go, George, this is really really bad. <laughs> like this is this is terrible, George. You have to stop doing that. No one did. No one did that. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, with 4, 5, and 6, he had a team of writers. You know, he had people with him to help sort of balance out his own... Oh, God, how does one say directly? Um, Ego? There you go. That's a good word. <laughs> like, apparently, according to according to Mark Hamill himself, true story, uh, Harrison Ford, upon first reading the script, threatened to tie George Lucas up and force him to read his own lines at gunpoint. Oh George, he gets he gets too he, lofty sometimes. He really does, and George and George Lucas was like the first the person who was like, oh yeah, Star Wars is for kids. George, my homie, my brother in Christ, what kid wants to sit through two hours of political talk? Who has interest in that? I don't have interest in that. I'm 24. I don't, I don't care about the politics of whatever they're talking about about trade and blockades and I who cares I think I think he he was trying to do something there by showing that like what seem like arbitrary and boring things like trade blockades and things like that are what usually it's always something silly and arbitrary like that that'll get people lost in the discussion while actual bad players behind the scenes are making it work for them. He was trying to make some political commentary. Well, I don't know. I've softened on the prequels a little bit because I'm fucking 40. 
<laughs> but uh, and I, I feel like I understand a little more like what he was trying to do. I'm not saying that they're they're great movies. The original trilogy is still better, but it's kind of how I've softened on the Ewoks a little bit too. I still think that they're silly teddy bears, but he was trying to make the Vietnam story, you know, and that's sure. And with the the government stuff there, he was trying to he was trying to talk about you know like. 9-11 had just happened after Attack of the Clones and whatnot, and he was he saw sure. how like how like government corruption like slowed things down, you know, in the nineties and whatnot. I, I think he was trying to make commentary on that. He just he should have definitely had some other writers to help him a little bit, but I understand what he tried to do, but yeah, he definitely fell very boringly sometimes. Like <laughs> And so okay, so I guess you you have softened in in your age, you have softened. I'm still 24. I've still oh, yeah, got like a little. I've still, I've still got a little fire left in me about it. Mm-hmm. And I think to your end, I can agree that like there's a lot of stuff that he tried to do, and I can give just a little bit of credit. But I I cannot give credit for an attempt being made because if we gave credit for you know things like tr- for trying that everything would get a pass and oh no we we, we give an a for effort we give an <laughs> we give a we give a d for uh <laughs> for what you exec- did execution and, and there you go execute right. yeah so like, i like hey the theory the thing you were trying to do that's a good idea you should try to teach kids i think you should try to teach kids about politics because it runs their lives and it tries to do it quietly in the background while they're not fucking paying attention and it tries to get away with some shifty shit yeah, so I can I can appreciate trying to teach kids on an early age like, hey, you should. I know it's boring, but you should pay attention to politics. That's kind of the lesson there. I feel like, like, yeah, hear how boring this shit is. But look, Jedi got involved in a war started because of this, and it seemed so boring, so boring. And they got caught in their same bullshit, and then of course they got uh, destroyed. Uh, I I still do say, comment commentary aside, you know, and what he attempted <clears throat> to do. Yeah, no, they definitely they definitely yes and him though. They, they, they no, def- they did. And I also want to say I still don't think George can write. Um, my my, I have several points towards this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take one from uh, a YouTuber um, who made a video talking about this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this comes from uh, Cosmonaut Variety Hour uh, on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know if I'll get it, you know, point for point, but let me, you know, I'll paraphrase. So Attack of the Clones. Um, you know, it starts off, they're trying to, uh, Palpatine wants to kill Padme. Sure, whatever. Palpatine doesn't want to do it himself. Palpatine sends Count Dooku to go kill Padme. Count Dooku doesn't want to do it himself. Count Dooku sends Jango Fett to go kill Padme. But Jango Fett doesn't want to do it himself. So Jango Fett sends a shapeshifter. It makes no sense that they are a shapeshifter mm. because that has no impact on the story whatsoever. They, they don't use that. Moving on. The shapeshifter doesn't want to do it himself. So they send a robot to go kill Padme. To And if you really want to be an asshole, if you really want to get granular, the robot sends two poison bugs to go kill Padme. Palpatine sent a man who sent a man who sent a man who sent a shapeshifter who sent a robot who sent bugs to go kill Padme. <laughs> it's so convoluted. It's really, really fucking dumb. Oh, oh, it's so bad. And, like, once you realized that the guy who your clones are based off of was working for the guy with the red lightsaber, shouldn't you have been like, yeah, we shouldn't use this fucking army? That's that's the thing. That whole point hinges on Obi-Wan, I guess, just forgetting 
like that very important detail. Right, like, like oh man, like so this clone army was based off that guy who is definitely working for the Sith Lord. We should one hundred percent not use these fucking things. But we've got this war. Like, uh, we're gonna have to find something fucking different to do, man. Like those those guys can't be trusted. Like one hundred percent. I think they might be evil. Right. Mm-hmm. I am. I am. I am. I guarantee you, they are fucking evil. Yeah. <laughs> well, have you ever watched? Have you ever watched the Clone Wars? Of course, it's fantastic. Just it's make, amazing. Just making sure. Just making sure that. Mm. Uh, God, not the not the last season that they, they they did for Disney Plus, but the second to the last season. Last season was really good though. I liked how it kind of like at the very end tied into Revenge of the Sith. That was nice. It was solid, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, the second to last season, I like to call the uh, the Jedi had it coming season because uh, I feel <laughs> I feel like at every turn, like they have a clone who goes on Order sixty six too early, you know, and he's trying to tell them that everything's fucked up and uh, fucking. <sighs> What else is there? Like Yoda has some great sense about betrayal and whatnot. And I always think about Mace Windu in episode three saying, I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. That is a line. That is a line that fucking exists. I sense a plot. I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. I know a lot of people give shit to somehow Palpatine has returned and it's bad. I'm not going to say, yeah, no, that's a bad fucking line. Bad writing. Rubbing my fingers here. No, <laughs> but I think I think enough uh, shame is not given to I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. <laughs> do you? Do you, Ace? Do you? I almost completely forgot that line exists. That is a line of dialogue that you said you stated it out loud. Oh, do you? Do you sense a fucking plot to destroy the Jedi? So what are you going to do about it? Ah, business as usual. It's fine. Right. So when you think about that and the fact that they knew that there was a clone who had had killed a fucking Jedi and claimed that something was wrong with all the fucking clones and the fact that Yoda had the he I can't remember exactly what his storyline was. I'm I'm blanking on it right now. But there was a storyline where I know I was like, God damn it, Yoda, you should have fucking seen it coming. I feel like everything was right in front of their face. And it was just like, was Palpatine really that fucking powerful? Was the dark? I guess so, because they just seemed dumb as shit to me. Just terribly fucking stupid. Bad. Well, okay. you, you all so, had it coming. So I, so I want to bring this one up. So because I was talking with a friend of mine about this a little bit ago. Uh, that, sorry, sorry, just 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 just, just one second. I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, please go on. <laughs> it's been okay. So this has been a while now, um, and I was talking to a friend of mine about it, and I was like, "Yeah, I just can't get over." How Yoda is constantly like, mm, the dark side is clouding my vision. Motherfucker, are you a Jedi master or not? Do you have these great force senses or, or like, are you just, or like, like, is this all just a sham? Are you actually like terrible at what you do? Mm-hmm. And my friend was like, my friend is like a super big Star Wars nut. They were like, oh, well, actually it's because Coruscant and like where the temple is, is actually built on like a Sith burial ground or something. And I'm like, and I, and I thought about it and I was like, okay. Let, let, let me so I'm a writer you know I, I I write books it is what I do I've mm-hmm. actually I have a book written that I'm trying to get published right now mm-hmm. it is it is fully written I'm editing it trying to get it published and here's the thing about that there are two types there are two things in your in your story you have the story that you present and then you have the lore mm-hmm. the lore the lore is interesting it's cool it's super great you know love the lore you know it's 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 really awesome it's cool to dig into all this stuff when it comes to your story, that does not count. Mm-hmm. You know, like 
the story is what you told me. It is what you presented to me. And the lore is what you wanted to tell me. It is what you wanted to present. Mm-hmm. And, and it just, it does, that doesn't count. That does, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter all this deep lore, nonsensical, whatever. It doesn't, right. it doesn't fix the story. It doesn't fix what you told me. Exactly. Yoda is sitting there, a Jedi master, the most powerful Jedi, apparently. The dark side is clouding my vision. No, no. No, no, it's yeah. bad. And they always it's lazy. Show, yeah, and they always show like how powerful he is. It uh, it also makes me think of when I think of like lazy writing like that. When I see anything in the MCU now that involves magic, and I'm like, where the fuck is the Sorcerer Supreme? Doesn't this fall under yeah. your purview? Like, how did you not know about like the Ten Rings or the? Why did you not show up when Moon Knight moved the fucking rotated the planet and shit? It, that was definitely something that the Sorcerer Supreme should have fucking handled, but yeah, no. So it's, there's definitely like some uh, lazy writing aspects in it, yeah. But I, I don't know. It's um, it's kind of how like in um, uh, the Clone Wars, they could never have Anakin and Grievous meet because in uh, because of a throwaway line, a throwaway line in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, it makes it seem like uh, he should. Uh, like he'd never ne- met ne- Grievous before. Never met Grievous before, which of course is just ridiculous. Like, and apparently Dave Filoni, uh, Filoni, that's... Um, yeah, Filoni, yeah. Dave Filoni apparently had to just bend over backwards thinking up scenarios for why Anakin and Grievous had never crossed paths. I did, like, he, we, like, he had to jump through hoops to get that to make that work. Yeah, but we did, in fact, get some awesome villains out of it. He absolutely did. Uh, Trench, you know? the spider guy. I really liked him. Uh, Ventress. Ventress is an amazing fucking Ventress villain. Ventress is awesome. Mm-hmm. Got, of course, the return of Maul and uh, the introduction of Savage. Which, like, I'll be honest, when I like when I was watching this, I was like, they're bringing back Darth Maul. Isn't that kind of like, I don't know if this is going to work. And then I was like, oh my god, it works. Yeah. It works so well. Shit, yeah, man. Maul has an amazing storyline in both... Uh, uh, Clone Wars and Rebels, and uh, Sam Witwer does an amazing job bringing him to life. Oh man, yeah. Did you, did you watch? Did you watch Rebels? See, I never, I never got into it. I watched like the first like three episodes of it, and just kind of sat there and went, I don't, I don't know. I know there's, like, I know there's some good moments in it, like uh, Ahsoka fighting Vader and realizing that it's Anakin. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Um, the whole thing of, you know, Obi-Wan's final confrontation with Maul on the desert of Tatooine. I think that's really cool. And that's a neat detail. Yeah. And somebody even pointed out, I don't remember who it was, but you can actually see Obi-Wan go from like his high offensive stance that he does in Revenge of the Sith to his low stance that he does, um, in New Hope when he's fighting Vader. Mm-hmm. So I oh. think that's like, that's a cool detail. You know? It is. It is. Yeah. But I just, I just couldn't quite get into it, honestly. Uh, yeah, it takes a little bit, man, but I think it's worth the watch. Like after a while, like it's a it's a well fleshed out show. All the characters are just, I think, very amazing, and I think it's a fun show. I think I think you should give it a, another chance. There's a lot of good stuff in there. The mall storylines are good. They introduce a character called the Bendu, who I really want to see in live action. Plus Thrawn, Thrawn, man. A lot of people talk up Thrawn, and I know I know he's cool. So you know what. Maybe I get into it, especially since the show that myself and my SO have been watching recently just ended. Um, and if I could take us in a quick pivot. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Owl House. I want to talk about it. I know you don't have a lot of bearing on it. Um, I think you should watch it. I think you'd love it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it is an excellent, excellent show. I know you have a thing of like people tell you to watch shows and then you may or may not get to it based on life. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's there's a lot to watch. <laughs> there's a lot to watch. Um, so Owl House um, just wrapped recently. They had the final episode, series finale. And it, I, I will do a spoiler-free review just like real quick in like 10 seconds because I have something else I want to talk about. Yeah, buckle in, everybody. You're, you're in. It's, it's Evan rant time. Christian <laughs> gets his rants. It's Evan rant time. Yay! And go. <sighs> okay. Um. So the series finale. It was, it was beautiful. It, mm. it was fantastic. It was so, so, so great. Full, full credit to Dana Terrace, the whole creative team, all the voice actors and actresses, and everybody else. You, you did phenomenal. It was so so great. It it, it was it was beautiful, beginning to end, fucking phenomenal. Seriously, full marks. You love like, to see it. Absolutely. In terms of just like the finale on its own, like eight, nine, and on rewatches, it could easily go up to a ten for me. It oh, yeah. is. It, they they killed it, uh, especially with what they were given. Here we go, rant time. This <laughs> is this is a personal middle finger to you, Disney. Fuck off. So what happened was. The, the show ran for a season and then a se- and then half a season. And then halfway through season two, if I'm remembering my story correctly, I might not be, so correct me if I'm wrong, uh, anybody out there. Halfway through season two, the show got canned. Because halfway through season two, the lead, the, the main two, uh, the main two leads uh, uh, got into a relationship and oh no, they're both girls. We can't have any of the gays around. So the show got canceled halfway through season two. And again, if I'm understanding correctly, Dana Terrace and like some of the like the other creatives on the team had to essentially beg Disney to let them finish the show, to let them get through season two and then do anything for season three. And after enough time, Disney was like, fine, you're gonna have your precious show. So they let them finish season two and then gave them three episodes for season three. And Jeez. that was it. That is all they got. And now the episodes for season three are like 45, 50 minutes a piece. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more to them. That's still not a full season. And let me tell you, it feel it does feel rushed, but mm-hmm. it feels understandably rushed. It feels like they introduce a lot of elements that they wanted to tool around with a lot more, but just kind of had to throw in. There's a whole like separate villain at the end of season two, but then it turns out that this person's not actually a villain. They're mm-hmm. just, you know, kind of confused about how the human world works and like, you know, the mortal realm works. And it's a whole thing. And I just sit there and I rub my head and just go, this, this could have been so so amazing if the creative team had just had their chance but no it it had it had it had two it had two gay people as their leads and disney went we can do that yeah see disney was like well it's mostly okay in the united states but we're an international company and uh we can't be losing those dollars not only that they also they so our house had fantastic representation one of the characters had two dads there was a non-binary character rain mm-hmm. everybody fucking loved rain they were so cool they were head of the bard college they did music mm-hmm. magic and uh, rain was awesome we love mm-hmm. rain in this house and uh, <laughs> uh, uh would you would you say that rain rains i'm gonna justify that with a response <laughs> Well, I, I will say, it. in that house, rain rains. 
Uh, you get that. You get one. Everybody gets one. Everybody Tell gets one. Peter. Yeah, yeah, no. Everybody gets one. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I'm, I'm done with uh, my joke. Anyway. But, uh, but then and goddamn, um, Luz and Amity. Those are the two um, main sort of leads. Uh, Lumity is is so it's so adorable. It's so great, and we get basically none of it for season three because they couldn't take time to focus on it, mm-hmm. which I am still just heartbroken over. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and uh, a quick little bit of math for everybody. Um, like um, a season ran, I think season one was like 19 episodes and season two was 21 episodes. I might be off by a little bit, but anyway, taking like, let's say it's 21 episodes for a season at half an hour a pop, that is 10 and a half hours, give or take. Disney Plus obviously is like 24 minutes because no commercials, but we'll round up. Season three, they released like the full thing on you because they, they didn't release on Disney Plus first. They released on YouTube, which mm-hmm. is weird, but I'm pretty sure it's like an ad revenue thing to try to give it as little money as possible. Again, go fuck yourself, Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole thing for season three is just over two and a half hours. So that's eight hours that just had to get of content that just had to get fucking scrapped that had to get cut out that's bullshit and i am still devastated about it but mm-hmm. again but with what with what they were given with what they had they made it work and it is it it is easily like crescendoed into one of my favorite shows just of all time it is it's amazing seriously listening listening audience Go watch Owl House. It is so, so good. It is so well worth it. I, I promise you that. A lot of love and passion went into it. G- give give it a watch. It's really good. And it's on Disney? It is on Disney+. Plus. I'm sure by the time you get through seasons one and two, season three will be on there. I think the first episode of season three is already on there. Okay. Um. So, yeah. Give 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 it a watch, please. It's I cannot recommend it enough. Right. Uh, you, you hate to see it, but uh, there's been a, a lot of backlash lately. There's a whole anti-trans movement that's uh, oh, God, going on yeah. and they're trying to I don't know restrict people as much as possible I feel like it's uh, like kind of I'm I'm hoping it's the last gasps of uh, crazy right wingers and their uh, insane attempts to remain in power and control the lives of people who just who just want to live their fucking lives well, and that's the thing. Like, it's a last gasp. They have basically no other legs to stand on. They're, they they have run out of shit, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they, they lost the war on gay marriage, you know, which, thankfully, like, most people are fucking to their senses like, yeah, you know, who cares? Marriage equality for everybody, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> but then they were like, well, how do you feel about trans people? And some people were like, oh, I don't know. And bam, they latched onto that. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but... And that's the thing. Every time I think it's a last gasp, they have more gasps. I I, I thought I thought the marriage equality thing was going to be the last gasp. You know, like once we figured that out, like, okay, you can just stop hating now. Like, no, no, no. They'll keep hating. Oh, sure. They, they can't fucking stop. Well, you know what? I, I hold I hold to this. This is I it, it is a it is a hope and a prayer that I have. That eventually, and I hope soon, I hope, like you said, this is like a last gasp, where even if they keep up whatever horse shit they're yelling about, 
that everyone else will be cool with it and they will just be a small voice that no one gives a shit about. Doesn't matter if they keep yelling. Who yeah. cares? Yell all you want. Nobody else gives a shit. And the, the problem is they're already in power and entrenching themselves so so that they can't be removed because they realize that they're unpopular and they can't win through, you know, just screaming their shitty ideas. So now they're just gerrymandering and forcing people not to fucking vote. God, yeah. the, the whole system's screwed. But Absolutely. hey, but hey, uh, we're nearing the end of the show, so we've got to start to wrap it up. So, <laughs> hey guys, uh, the system screwed. Uh, we might all die, but uh, I've got uh, disses. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Owl House was good. Owl House was good. It was, it was fantastic. Please watch it. it. It'll make you feel less bad about the world, just mm-hmm. a little bit. All right. Take a break from the bad world. Enjoy some Owl House, and then realize that the world is still bad. because they canceled Owl House for shitty reasons. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. All right, then. Okay, so... Please uh, continue. First up on our disses, we have Nancy Reagan, and uh, since tomorrow is 420, I thought I would go uh, with this one uh, from uh, Nancy Reagan, the unauthorized biography. It uh, purports that the Reagans, who portrayed themselves as anti-drug crusaders, once smoked marijuana at a party thrown by department store heir Alfred Bloomingdale while Reagan was governor. Sheldon Davis, Bloomingdale's former executive assistant, recalls Bloomingdale saying the Reagans giggled and said, quote, they couldn't see what the big deal was, end quote. And that's uh, from an AP article talking about uh, the book. And, of course, it just goes to show that uh, Nancy and her shitty-ass husband were big old fucking hypocrites, and fuck them. Because you were right, Reagans. There was no big deal. There is no big deal. Legalize (laughs) it. Happy 420, y'all. Woo-hoo. Hey, Indiana. Get on it already. (laughs) You know, I actually have a funny theory that uh, when uh, the the country decriminalizes weed, I think Indiana will actually recriminalize it. We'll be the first state to do that. Like, well, it might be illegal on a federal level, but we've outlawed it here. Don't worry. You still can't have pot in Indiana. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't be shocked. I, just, right. I really wouldn't be. Right. I think I think we'll actually lead the charge on that one. Oh, God. All right. Elon. Okay, so... So Elon was on Tucker Carlson uh, the past two nights talking about. Ooh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, please. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of things. <laughs> uh, so first disses I have I have a couple based on this interview are that uh, both Steve Bannon and Donald Trump came out talking shit about Elon. Steve Bannon says he can't be trusted, and uh, Trump was upset that Elon said he voted for Biden in 2020 <laughs> <laughs> because of course he is because he's a petty little bitch. But uh, I think it's funny that those two shitheads are talking shit about him. But, um, oh God, uh, where is it? In the, the interview, uh, oh, Elon and Tucker got to talking about sex and procreation. Oh, no. Oh, no. oh God, what yes. All right, so... Uh, like with uh, each other or like... Yeah, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a direct quote from Elon here. <laughs> Please do. Well, it's just in the past we could rely upon, you know, simple limbic system rewards in order to procreate. But once you have birth control and abortions and whatnot, now you can still simply satisfy limbic instinct, but not procreate. So we haven't yet evolved to deal with that because this is 
all fairly recent, the last 50 years or so for birth control. I'm sort of worried that, hey, civilization, if we don't make enough people to at least sustain our numbers, perhaps increase a little bit, then civilization's going to crumble. The old question of, like, will civilization end with a bang or a whimper? Well, it's currently trying to end with a whimper in adult diapers, which is depressing as hell. Carlson, the most depressing. Musk, I mean, seriously, yeah. Carlson, war is less depressing. Musk, yeah, I'd rather go out with a bang. Carlson, with your shoes on, not with your diaper on. End quote. And if that is not the most awkward and weird fucking conversation oh for those two fucking idiot losers to fucking have. Oh my god. It's like, it's like two aliens trying to wrap their heads around human mating. Like, I, I don't fully under I don't fully grok what this means. And Elon has like ten kids. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's like the worst thing. It's the worst thing. No. Oh no. So Elon, I'd oh, like no, to no. thank you for being just the worst always Just because you you constantly provide me with material <laughs> oh my god oh jesus i keep can we please end the show and we can absolutely end the show so i guess Thanks that'll listening. yep uh don't forget to like and subscribe and tell your friends uh we used to share the podcast um you know uh word of mouth advertising best thing you can do for us um all right, and um, th- uh, we'll see you next week. And until then, don't forget, um, don't let sharks cook your breakfast. Fuck. Wait. Oh, boy. Okay. We're just, we're, we're done. Be gay. Do crimes. One of these.